Kate McClellan, pro wedding planner with over 16 years of experience helping more than 400 couples down the aisle. I started Planning Collective to help all couples get through the overwhelm of wedding planning by sharing my actionable tips and tools that I've used over the years working with my clients. We'll focus on getting rid of what I like to call FOWO, the fear of wedding oversight. This is an unfortunate condition that almost every couple will suffer from at some point. Let's get you back to enjoying the planning process. Here we go. Hey guys, Kate here. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Planning Collective podcast. Today I'd like to chat about how long it takes to plan a wedding and your wedding planning checklist. Before we get into it, I want to let you in on a little secret. You might actually be catching on to it already. And that is that there really are no rules when it comes to wedding planning. Like we've talked about before, it's all about your priorities and what is important to you as a couple. You could get married tomorrow if you wanted. You could get married five years from now. There's no hard set rules when it comes to your wedding, the timeline, and the checklist. All that being said, there are things that are commonly done, and the budget and timeline often dictate what you can do throughout the wedding planning process. Let me give you an example. A while back, I was on the board of an organization called Wish Upon a Wedding. We worked to give weddings to couples that were suffering from a terminal illness. We were once working with a couple that was looking at a very short amount of time together. We were able to pull off their wedding in just three weeks from start to finish. Now, we had the benefit of working together as a group of vendors, so we didn't have to worry about the research, hiring of vendors, the budget, all of those details that most couples will need to consider. If they were planning without the illness and our organization, things would have been very different. But we were able to get it done, and once again, it all comes back to those priorities. Their priority was to get married as quickly as possible and have a beautiful celebration, whereas others might want to have a larger, more elaborate event, and they know they have the time to be able to do that. Let's talk about the typical timeframes, though. The average engagement is just about a year, maybe a little bit over. And this is why you're going to see most checklists that you find online, including the one that I've included in the show notes here, are based on a 12-month planning timeframe. We'll get into how to break that down if you're not looking at a 12-month engagement, but for now, let's talk about longer engagements. Again, there really isn't a rule or hard set cutoff for how long is too long to be engaged, but I don't recommend booking venues or vendors more than 18 to 24 months out. A long engagement can have huge benefits, especially if you're both still finishing school or saving up for the wedding or whatever your specific details might be. But I found that more often than not, trends, opinions, and preferences can change in that amount of time. The dress or color combinations that you love today might change in the next six months. Or maybe a perfect new venue opens up, but you've already locked in with another space. There's always a slight risk of this happening with any time frame, but the chances greatly increase once we're over two years out. This doesn't mean you can't start planning, though. Definitely get that Pinterest board going, work on your budget, and start pulling together some ideas. I just don't recommend making any financial commitments until you're in that 18 to 24 month window. What if your timeline isn't exactly that 12 months that you see in those checklists? How do you apply those planning checklists to your wedding timeline? Well, the easiest way to do it is to use a software tool that does it for you. Of course, I highly recommend the tool that I have used for years. It's called Aisle Planner. 
When it comes to checklists, all of the common tasks will be broken down for you, and they're automatically assigned to the date that you should have them completed by. You can also set your account to give you email notifications when the tasks are due so you won't forget anything. You can get more details on that at planningcollective.com. If you're using a standard 12-month calendar, but your wedding is less than a year out, look at those lists as an order of tasks. Try not to be overwhelmed if it feels like you're already behind because the lists are saying you should have things done already, and adjust it to your time frame. If your planning time frame is condensed, your first priority outside of tackling those five pillars we talk about in episode one should be locking in your core vendor team. You can get more details on that in episode five, where I do a quick review of the main vendors most couples need. When it comes to your day of the wedding timeline, there are many variables that can come into play for your wedding day specifically. I recommend that you start working on the detailed version of this about three to four months out from your wedding and finalize it about three to four weeks out. There's not one solid template timeframe that will work for everyone, but you can get quite a few samples of timelines that I've put together in the Wedding Planning Blueprint course. But let me give you some of my main tips that I want to make sure you consider while you're putting your timeline together. First, things always take longer than anticipated. So make sure you add buffer time in at random places to allow for things to pop up. The way I do this is by rounding things up. So if I think something's going to take five or 10 minutes, I'm going to give us 15 or 20 minutes within our timeline. It's always better to have a little bit of extra time than feel like you're rushed or running behind and actually late. For hair and makeup schedules, I prefer to tell the stylist when you need to be done by and let them determine what time they need to start based on the number of styles they're doing and people that they'll be treating. Every stylist works at a different pace, and so this makes sure that you're not making them work in a different time frame than they're accustomed to. While we're talking about hair and makeup, don't get too detailed with the schedules on who's starting at what time, but rather make sure that people are getting checked off the list. That way, if one bridesmaid is running late, maybe has to go get something from her room or feed the little ones, it doesn't mess up the whole timeline and throw everything into a domino effect. I typically plan on the process of a bride getting into her dress to take about 45 to 60 minutes. Now that might sound pretty long. The actual putting on of a dress might only take a few minutes, but from the moment you say, oh, it's time to get dressed to when you're ready to go, it's going to be much longer than you anticipate. This usually involves a couple of trips to the bathroom, struggling with some undergarments, lots of pictures throughout the process of mom or bridesmaid zipping up the dress. By the time all of this happens, the shoes, the jewelry are, are on and you're ready to go, it's usually been about an hour. There are typically two times a day where we want to make sure that we're strict on our timeline. The start of the ceremony especially if we're at a religious institution, and the timing of food service, so when dinner, lunch, whatever it might be, is served. Outside of these two things, as long as we're generally on track, don't stress about things being down to the minute. And the best piece of advice I can give you on timelines might be a little bit biased, but make sure that you hire a professional day of coordinator that will be keeping an eye on the timing for you. That way you don't need to worry about it at all. Your wedding party isn't worrying about it at all. And they can also make sure that your specific timeline isn't missing anything prior to the wedding day. There's obviously a lot more to putting together a planning checklist and your day of timeline, but this should help you get a good jump start. If you're looking for more help, even one-on-one support, make sure you check out the Wedding Planning Blueprint course and 
the planning collective membership. I would love to be able to help you pull these details together. Now I want to hear from you. What planning questions do you want answered in future episodes? Find me over in the Facebook group, Wedding Planning Collective, and let me know. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could give me a quick review. It would mean the world to me and help allow others to find the wedding planning help they need. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you in the next episode.